Hello and welcome to the first live stream only service at St. Michael's Church. Today we're going to be doing things a little bit differently than you might be used to. I just wanted to give you a heads up on a couple things that you'll be watching out for. Uh, first of all, as you might know, there's nobody in the church except for the clergy, our worship leader, and one of our techs in the sound booth. So I want to say thank you to those who did show up and thank you to those who didn't. Uh, Bishop has a really powerful sermon for us today, and I'm excited to share it with you. He pre-recorded it yesterday because he's in that class of individuals, and he'll explain this in his sermon, that have been asked to stay home because they're in the at-risk group. And he's doing his best to honor our governmental authority and stop the spread of the virus that we are dealing with. So as we come together today, I was praying about how do you introduce a live stream service? How do you introduce something where we make such an emphasis on being together and coming together as the church and having that community and not forsaking the fellowship of the saints? And God put me in mind of one story in the Gospels that I want to share with you before we begin today. And that's the story where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. It's a very popular gospel story, and there's so much of Jesus' compassion as he reaches out to somebody who should have been a reject in his mind, somebody who was in the outcast in their society. The Jews did not like the Samaritans, and he shouldn't have been talking to this woman at the well. And yet Jesus saw her in her predicament where she was. And we even see that he knew her sin. He knew that she had been married many times and that the current person she was living with was not her husband, and yet he still reached out in compassion. But he concludes with something that I think is going to really help us shape the way that we think about worship in the coming weeks and as we figure out this system with live streaming. And that's when he talks, she asks him a question because his compassion and his prophetic insights convinces her that this is a prophet that she needs to listen to. And so she gives him her question. She says, our fathers worshipped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. And Jesus has this awesome response that resonates with me, especially this morning. He says, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So doesn't that resonate with us this morning? As we're separated by distance, we might not be worshiping in Jerusalem or the mountain or at our cathedral, but we're worshiping in our living rooms. And because God is spirit, he's present with each and every one of us as we worship him this day. So as we pray today and as we worship, I just invite you, let us press into worship in spirit and in truth, because that's the invitation of Jesus. All right, let us pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father. We thank you that in the midst of uncertainty and unease, that you are the God of peace. We thank you that we can trust in your provision. We thank you that you already have the answer to our problems. And we just pray as we press into worship this Sunday morning, and as we're doing these new things, that you would just meet each and every one of us wherever we are at, Lord. Your heart is to be with us. Your heart is to be in fellowship with us wherever we're at. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would fill this room and every room where anybody is tuning into our service this morning. And we just pray, Lord, in the coming weeks that you'd give us a spirit of compassion, Lord. That you would give us your spirit, your heart for the people around us, Lord. And we just thank you that we can walk in a place where we have no fear but we believe in the power and the love of Jesus Christ. Join with us in worship this morning. Amen. Let our praise be your welcome. Let our songs, let them be your sign. We are here for you.
forgives all our sins, endures forever. (laughs) Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what I have done, and and by by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Let us pray. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world. Evermore give us this bread, that he may live in us and we in him, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. This morning's first lesson comes from the book of 1 Samuel, beginning in chapter 16. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. 
Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 23, read responsorily. The response is, the Lord's heart is to shepherd his people. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. The Lord's heart is to shepherd his people. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Lord's heart is to shepherd his people. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord's heart is to shepherd his people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our next lesson is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, beginning in chapter 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. St. John chapter 9 starting in verse 1. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is the day. The night is coming when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received my sight. The Gospel of the Lord.
Well, good morning from St. Michael's. I'm here in an uh, empty church, and uh, I hope I'm in an empty church. This is uh, being pre-recorded for the service tomorrow because I'm, as you'll understand in a minute, supposed to be quarantined in my home. Uh, we sent out notices to everyone to try and explain uh, where we're at as a, uh, a body of people in this uh, pandemic moment. But I want to talk to you as a father and just uh, tell you that everything is going to work out and everything's going to be okay. And what we're really experiencing, uh, as I look back, is it's kind of spooky because uh, we're getting an opportunity for a tremendous Lenten experience that I hoped we'd had uh, at the beginning. If you remember, at my first message in Lent, I encourage us to make it a time of quiet, self-reflection. I said, this Lent, promise yourself that you'll find that quiet place and plan time to be alone with Him. But watch what you ask for. <laughs> Because uh, what a prophet I turned out to be. I never imagined then that I would be quarantined in my home for weeks as a result of a pandemic event of world uh, proportions. You know, just last week, I don't know, what, what were you doing? Uh, last week we completed a House of Bishops where all the bishops in the country came out here and uh, we sought the Lord uh, I figured as soon as they left, I would uh, take a pause to uh, get my wind and strength back, and then I would begin doing the work of the diocese and the pastoring of the church, never, ever figuring we wouldn't get out of that weekend without being uh, confronted with uh, what has become a life-changing experience for every one of us. I assure you, I'm probably one of the oldest here in this congregation, and I've never, ever experienced anything like this in, in my life. And I'm sure that uh, even the children are going to remember this throughout their, their life. It's, it's that big a deal. It's an unprecedented time. It has global proportions, uh, and it's a time when the church needs to act. You know, this is such an opportunity for the church. It's to, to be the light to the world. There's so much fear. There's so much distrust. Uh, there's anguish. And we have the ability to speak and to fulfill and model the ministry that Christ came to, uh, to do in this lost and dying world. So it can be our greatest hour. It is what it is. We're all in a pretty bad time, and it may not be a short time. But I'm reminded of the 23rd Psalm, which was the Psalm this morning, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. It doesn't give us conditions. As long as he remains our shepherd and we remain following the shepherd, and that's in a discerning, prayerful process where we're not getting out from his lead, but we're staying behind him and under his wings, as the Scripture says, we are guaranteed that we won't want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. Our response for that, uh, if you're doing responsive hymns, the response today is the Lord's heart is to shepherd his people. Gosh, how providential. How providential to have that response coming back over and over with every stanza. The Lord's heart is to shepherd his people. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. <clears throat> in other words, he's guaranteeing with his own name. 
That's what that means. That means you can go to the bank on it. <clears throat> it means you can confront any situation or anybody, and when they ask you, what do you have to guarantee this? What we have is the Lord's Word. The Lord Himself has guaranteed it. What an amazing God we serve. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I'll tell you, this is such a time where... Uh, of uncertainty, we, you know, the Congress and the Senate are, are desperately trying to find measures to funnel money to people because everybody's out of work. What an interesting dilemma we have that has caused this, but what it's caused is, is tremendous economic impact for every one of us, for every one of us. And that we have to remember that the, the, the Lord is leading us through this. And because He is, that my cup runs over. I may not be able to see it today, but it's a, it's a fact. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This isn't a time to doubt, to be a doubter. This is a time to press in and watch the mighty hand of God move on your behalf. <coughs> My instruction to those Christians who listen to me is to use this time to imitate Christ. Christ told us he came to serve, not be served. Remember that. Remember all your fellow mankind who we should be wanting, like Christ, to serve. You know, I've talked to a lot of people about this situation. What are we going to do? And, of course, many are, are, are pastors, and, and they're wanting, what am I going to do for my people? And my question is, what are we going to do for a lost and dying world? Christ came as a light of the world, and we're to be just that as well. But the debate is how to let your light shine. How do I do that in the time now? It seems we're handicapped. It seems like we, uh, we have the handcuffs on, particularly if you're old like me. But it's a, it's a time where our faith is and will be tested. And it's a time when our witness as followers of Christ needs to be one of hope and trust in God. <coughs> Isn't our response to be cooperative and obey these orders that are being issued, even suggestions that are being offered? When Jesus came, the angels declared, peace has come to the world. That's a hint, folks. Rather than sarcastic reaction to perhaps even an overreaction of the world, we can provide orderly cooperation and peace and comfort wherever possible. It's just a thought. Instead of instigating conflict by resisting, we could comply. We're not asked to march to the gas chambers like the Jews in World War II. We're simply asked to physically isolate ourselves from one another, especially those over 65. And the motive? To save their lives. Let's see. My agenda, their lives. My agenda, their lives. Seems to me it's a no-brainer. And even if these people are grossly overreacting, it's out of their hell-bent desire to save our lives. What is the price? Oh, it's a terrible price. In time and money. And many say time is money. How bad can that be? 
Well, what's the cost of not doing it? Lives. That's what we're playing with here, lives. See, the whole idea is by isolating that we don't contaminate each other. We don't become carriers of this horrible disease. Now, I personally know several people who are absolutely, without a doubt in my mind, in the highest risk group. I know people who I have nothing but the greatest love and respect for that I know if they get this, they will die. Unless the Lord does a miracle, which I'm not precluding, but... <clears throat> and so it's, we're asked to pay a price. It's going to cost us something to keep those people from dying. It's going to cost something for us to contain this thing and get it under control. And it's going to cost us plenty. <clears throat> I can guarantee that every man, woman, and child in America is going to pay a price for this event. Before it's over, many will experience perhaps great, great sacrifice. I get it. I get that. The whole system is slowing to a halt. Have you been out on the streets? It's impossible. You've got to try real hard to have a traffic accident now because there's nobody out there. But it's not forever. It's not forever at all. It's for a short period of time that we're asked to trade our comforts and our freedom for the safety and well-being of others. It's temporary. Most health professionals believe the quicker we comply, the sooner we'll get to the other side. But who goes first in complying? I would propose, <laughs> if it'll bring others peace and goodwill and hold down panic and fear, it could and it should be us Christians who go first. Isn't that our witness? What am I missing here? Talk is cheap. No greater love, no greater gift can anyone give than to lay down our life for our brother, our neighbor. That's what we say. But right now I'm being asked to do it. Where I live in California, our governor asked us to stay home, particularly if you're over 65. While Karen may not be, I am. Don't go out, he said. He told me, don't go out, Doug. Don't take a chance on infecting or being infected and becoming a carrier. Now, to be really honest with you, After going in the hospitals for 40 years to pray and give last rites to very, very sick and often dying people, it's not about me. God always protected me to this point, and I'm not afraid. My compliance to these orders is for them. The others... Those who are try we're trying to win the Christ. Those who are trying to bring, we're trying to bring them peace. We're trying to bring them comfort. Those who are not where we're at. Those who are lost. I want to be all things to all men that I might gain a few for Christ. We must certainly take action to do our very best to protect the vulnerable amongst us. Both those in our church and also those in our communities.
I want to positively affect as many as I can. With peace and goodwill. Not Corona 19. Jesus left in 99 and went out for the one. Am I going crazy sitting in my house day after day? It sure seems like it. Starting to feel like it. But you know, I really won't. No. (laughs) Here I am, right where I told us all to go at the beginning of Lent. All this is the real deal. How <laughs> I won't be so quick nestling, I imagine, or ever again to throw that gauntlet out to you. For truly, I sure have us into a mess here. No, I won't go crazy sitting at home. No, it's afforded me that opportunity to do what I really thought I wanted to do. To grow close to Him, to learn more about Him, to commune with Him. And He has such a sense of humor, He's allowed me to go through this with Karen. No, here I am, right where I told us all to go for Lent. I haven't opened the door to do what I told you all to do. What I told you to emphasize during Lent, irony of ironies, here I am living it out. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary, heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, that's a, that's a scripture that you see all over the media of religion being used in this situation. But here's the, here's the really interesting part about it. When you do the, the, the correct uh, exegesis of that passage, what you find out Jesus is really talking about, he's jabbing at the religious rituals that will provide no peace. And yet we have people clamoring, maybe perhaps wanting my head because I skip a service on a Sunday. No, come to me, all you who are weary and heavily burdened, and I'll give you rest. And that word rest, he's talking about refreshing, the refreshing of your soul. And interestingly, again, when you go back to the original language, he's talking about the salvation experience. Whoops, i got to get back over here. Sorry. He's talking about the religious experience versus the salvation experience. We're living the dream. We've lived the dream since the moment we came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so that can apply to us any moment of any day. We haven't fallen away. He says, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So the yoke, normally, we're, we're talking about a, a weighted uh, a weight on us. It's heavy, a heaviness that we have to carry and have to overcome. You know, we have people going and pay good money for expensive gym experiences so they can pile all this weight on them and do all these things to make them stronger and better. That's only weight you take on with his yoke, by the way. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Follow me. Be my disciple, which means you go where he leads you. You follow him into any experience that he requires you to live. But he then assures us not to fear, not to worry. For I'm gentle, and I'm humble in heart, and you'll find rest. 
That word rest means renewal and a blessed quiet for your souls. Again, he says, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. See, the problem I'm experiencing when I talk to you people, you're not worried at all. You have no fear, and so you have no empathy for the lost who are worried and do have fear. And that's just not right. We should be like Jesus crying out, come to me. All you were weary and heavy burdened. For I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart. And I'm not that busy that I can't, I can't just be a part of what's happening and try and be there when I can make a difference and be used of God. But there'll be some congregations, quite a spectacle to all the neighborhoods surrounding as they clamor in and make a statement to the world they're not afraid. The only thing I'm afraid of is that I'll fall short of the high calling in Christ Jesus. That my heart might grow cold. My desire is to have that feverish pitch that the Lord has towards the lost, the least, and the lonely. No matter what we do in these days, my God, let us be modeling Christ. Who came to serve, not be served. And who laid down his whole life for the world. The world lost in our sin and trespasses. Let's pray. May the Lord lead us through patient prayer and service to the other end of this terrible sickness put upon mankind. And may we feel enormous compassion for all mankind in every part of the world this day and forever. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. 
Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. We commend to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. God of compassion, be close to all who are ill, afraid, or in isolation. In their loneliness, be their consolation. In their anxiety, be their hope. In their darkness, be their light. Through him who suffered alone on the cross, but reigns with you in glory, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbors with the peace of the Lord, however close they may be, in your families, in your home. Thank you. Hello again. I have a couple things that I wanted to go over real quickly here, right in the middle of our service where we normally do our announcements. Um, I wanted to just let you know, first of all, that this is where we would normally take our offering. We're not going to spend the time here taking an offering. But there are three ways that you can give if you would still be wanting to give. Number one, you can always mail a check to St. Michael's and we'll receive it there. Uh, our address is on our website. Number two, we've had the Tithely app on your phone set up for some time now. And you can go ahead and search for St. Michael's Cathedral on the, t- on the Tithely app. And number three, in our website, where I'm assuming most of you are streaming this service, uh, there's actually a giving button in the top right-hand corner or on your phones. You can find it uh, under the menu there. And it has several ways that you can give uh, through our online payment processor. I just, as I was thinking about giving, I, I do think that this is a time that you should uh, really ask the Lord what he's, asking, what he's asking you to give. Because in times of uncertainty and uh, when things are different or inconvenient It's easy for the enemy to whisper to us, uh, maybe you don't need to give. Maybe uh, it's too hard to figure out online giving or to mail a check. Or maybe things are just too uncertain in your life. But God really is our sustainer in this time. And we know that. And as you've heard messages of hope throughout this service, the liturgy is so beautiful that way. uh, We know that God is providing for us. The Lord is our shepherd. So flex the face muscle and go ahead and uh, feel free to go and give in one of those three ways. Another thing I wanted to mention, technically, we're still figuring this all out. Uh, We haven't had this many people log on to our live stream in a long time. And I know at least a couple people had difficulty accessing it. So if you came in uh, halfway through the service or you missed some part of it, I want you to know that this will be archived and posted. And we'll make sure that that is available on the same space there um, for any time that you might want to watch it or share it with others. And lastly, as we go throughout this week, we'll update you any way that we can regarding our services and our ministries. Uh, there will be changes uh, due to the same reason why we're having our service this way. But I want to make it abundantly clear that we are here for you. That your clergy and your home group leaders, the leadership in this church, are here to serve you in any way that we can. So please make your needs known to us, practical, spiritual, otherwise. Let us know. Um, You can even contact us through the website. But let us know what you need and we will be praying for you in this time. Now we're going to move into a time where we're going to celebrate the Eucharist and we'll actually have a time of worship after the Eucharist as well. And then we'll conclude with our blessing. And I invite you to participate in this mystery that we've always taught transcends space and time. And trust me, as you participate in this liturgy, that the Lord is with you, that Jesus is with you where you're at, and he's meeting us all through the rest of this service. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For you have given your children a sacred time for the renewing and purifying of their hearts, 
that freed from disordered affections, they may so deal with the things of this passing world as to hold rather to the things that eternally endure. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you without end. We claim, holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you are holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread. He gave you thanks, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you and praise and gave the cup to his disciples and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ Christ has died. Christ Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig, our Bishop Douglas, and all the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray. Olivia, Connie, Susan, Carl, Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Kyle, Sonia, Sandra, Maria, Karen, Father David and Darcy, Tammy, Daniel, Allie, Sean, Jill family, Jim, Thomas, Jay, Sandy, Brandon, Francesa, the men and women who serve in our armed forces. You can add the names of the people you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles, martyrs, and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have the courage to pray. Our Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Jesus died for you and feed on him in your hearts with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to his supper. Amen. Amen. Shaking hands. 
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who roam throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Just to let you know, the food bank that we do on Mondays will be open uh, at 4 o'clock. Also, I want to let you know that I miss seeing you all here today, and I look forward to the day. Pray to God soon when I see you here again. If you need anything, reach out. You probably know how to reach me. If you don't, you know someone who does. Reach out because we're here to help you during this time. And also remember, <laughs> and may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and those you love and care for now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks Thanks be to God. God.